0: House Talk Sports, back with the last edition State of America. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. We touched on a lot of different important information throughout this series. Racial divide, police brutality, police reform, NASCAR, Kyrie and NBA. Donations from places like the NFL, Walmart, Amazon. Back with my guest today. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Nooms, Lamont. Good morning, Phil. What's up, sir? Man, thank you, guys. I really appreciate you guys taking your last couple of days to sit here and talk with me about the state of America, what's going on right now. I think this is really important for the people to hear this. We're giving it to them raw, giving it to it authentic. We touched on a lot of good things. Let's give the viewers one more good episode. Like This all stems from George Floyd and what's going on with the chaos of that caused. Today, we're going to dive into some deeper things in how we got here, what caused this type of stuff to be going on right now, racism still in America, divide still in America. We're going to get into some deeper things, systematic things like prison, war on drugs, mass incarceration. First of all, how are you guys feeling this morning? How you guys feel about the series?
1: Hey, man, I feel good.
0: You guys feel good? Feel good? We touched on everything that the people need to hear.
1: I mean, it's always going to be more things to touch on, and people need to hear a lot you know? But it's been fun. I think it's been
2: informative for those that listen. Yeah, man, do they want to learn something or not? That's
0: the real question. <laughs> they want to learn something or not? we try trying uh, to educate don't them. They do. They do. <laughs> you don't think they do? Listen, I think it's cool to
1: be smart i think it's cool to be looked at as someone that's highly intelligent and things like this i think that's like a social kudos but to actually take time out your day to educate yourself take time out your day to read books consistently to really challenge yourself mentally to do it when no one else is around i mean these things are tough it's Equivalent to an athlete putting in that work or, or doing things or watching film in their downtime They're not watching this they're watching film or they're putting in an extra set Being intelligent and knowledge and education is just like that like if all you're doing is working out when the rest of the team work out You're gonna move at the same pace as the rest of the team So if you only educate yourself the time that you are sitting in those classrooms You're only gonna be as smart as everybody else in that classroom, but the athletes who Excel who go above and beyond are the ones who do things of what is, is expected of them, right? And this is why I say I don't know how much the people choose to be educated because at the end of the day, we all have supercomputers in our pockets now. We all have access to Amazon, which has a plethora of books. We all know libraries around that are free. And so you just have to figure out what subjects interest you, what things you're passionate about, and go get that type of information and consume it. But that can be tough. You see what I'm saying? That could be very uh, tough. You know, like everybody wants to play basketball, but how many people actually want to go work out at 4 a.m. and then do it again at 11, then do it again at 6 o'clock at night every day over the course of years? Or do you just get enamored by the view of these highlights on ESPN and the glossy images and it tricks your minds into thinking, hey, that's cool, I want to do that. But what they don't show you is the hard shit leading up to this. It's easy to look at someone and go, wow, he's smarter. He or she knows a lot, or they're intelligent. But What you don't see is the notes, the information they consume, and the times that they're stressing their brains out, trying to figure out what the hell is going on, or whatever it is that they're reading or into. It's not easy. So that's why I say I don't know how much people really want to be educated.
0: I think the idea of it is good, but I don't know if the people really want to put in their work. Definitely. That's good. Glad you shared that. That's actually very, very true. So like I said, we touched on racial divide, police brutality, NASCAR, a lot of good things. Let's get down to the systematic structure of things. And this might be the reasons why America is in this state right now, because we never fix the original problem. The original problem being how America actually built this country, killing natives, enslaving Africans. They abolished slavery in 1865. However, segregation went through to the 1900s, then you had the war on drugs, you had the mass incarceration, the bill signed by Bill Clinton. Let's get into some of that stuff. I think that's the key here because in order to try to change things, you got to change laws, you got to change policies, you got to change mindsets. Let's get into the war on drugs by Nixon, Ronald Reagan. What do you guys think about that? You think that still has effect on people today?
2: Well, for sure. I mean, but before you even get into the war on drugs, you have to look at the laws that they created leading up to the war on drugs. Like I told you guys the other day, I listened to this whole podcast on crack. Right. And Mm -hmm. when you look before crack came around, cocaine was used by mostly white people. Right. The sentences for white people caught with cocaine weren't that steep. And then all of a sudden crack was introduced into black neighborhoods where it was cheaper. And all of a sudden, the sentencing for crack were 10 times as much as it is for cocaine. And still to this day, you go to jail for 10 times as long as you are if you're caught with cocaine. Mm-hmm. And I think you can look at laws all over the world that look at the same thing, whereas you're going to be punished more like difficultly because of something that's cheap and more available to the poorer folk versus people and drugs that are caught and used by white people.
0: Yeah, the world that started back in the 1970s. A lot of people think it was actually the, our own government who gave the streets these drugs, put these drugs on our streets, and then allowed the people to sell them and then started locking them up for the same drugs they put on the streets. You can say that about a lot of different things, right? You can say that about guns. You can say that about drugs. Anything that you put on the street, that's a legal product. What do you think about that, Lamont?
1: Isn't it proven already? Didn't Rick Ross? The real Rick Ross. Shout out to the other Rick Ross. That's my favorite rapper. I'm just throwing that out there, but wasn't that already proven with his case? Like, I don't know the details of it, so I could be wrong, but Google it. People fuck like you fucking people got Googled. Like, but isn't that what happened? They were able to prove that the drugs that he was selling was actually being brought in and flown in by U.S. military officials or high ranking members of the military and things like this. So at the end of the day, like we don't have. Black culture or just any poor people obviously don't have access to planes and information and the technology needed to even fly these products over here. So they're getting here somehow, some way. This plant isn't grown here in the States. So how is this shit getting here some way, somehow? And you mean to tell me thugs and criminals that y'all claim to be unintelligent members of society? This is why they are thugs and criminals, because they can't function and get normal jobs. That's the perception of it. You mean to tell me these people is disintelligent to fucking go get a plane, fly a plane full of fucking coca plants, bring it over here, bust it down and do what they need to do? No. Somebody else bigger is behind it. That's just what it is. Now... Whether it's the government as a whole, certain individuals within the government, people who work with the government, I don't know. But it's clear that there's been a concentrated effort to bring this in because we don't have access to the things needed to bring these things in. So who the fuck is bringing them? The gig is up, man. The gig is up.
2: Gig is so up.
1: we know that you targeted a bunch of people black people, brown people. Like, we know this. Stop trying to hide and lie. Just come out and tell the truth. Say you fucked up and cut a bag for everybody. It's
0: simple. Definitely. So the first act of war on drugs was 1971 by Nixon. He established a war on drugs. He cited the Controlled Substance Act, the CSA, in 1970. The statute calls regulation of certain drugs and certain substances. Then the CIA outlines five schedules classified drugs based on their medical application and potential for abuse. That could go from marijuana, LSD, MDMA, which is ecstasy, and a variety of different other things. So that was the first one. After that, then Ronald Reagan came and actually continued what Nixon had put into play. We got a little bit harder on it in the 1980s, and then you had Bill Clinton come in. Actually, in 1986, Congress passed the Anti-Drug Abuse Act which established mandatory minimum prison sentences for certain drug offenses. That happened in 1986. So I think that has a lot to do with what's going on now. Most of those drugs were being sold in African-American communities. And African-American communities were the ones getting hurt by those drug sales, dying, going to prison, displacing families, kids missing their fathers, missing their mothers. So I think it has a lot to do with what's going on right now when that comes to not really have an ability to do other things outside of selling drugs, playing sports, et cetera, et cetera. Great. We don't even got to go that far back in history to
1: see the problem. We could just keep it present day with the marijuana bomb. Like, look at how many people are in jail right now, black and brown specifically, that are in jail because of selling marijuana. Only for you people to come around and create a whole industry around it that is wrong that's a slap in the face and as far as i'm concerned nobody should be legally selling no grams around this motherfucker until the people who were put in jail are released for doing the same thing that you did at least give them the opportunity to take what was once a legal business and be profitable with it now that it's a thriving industry like there's still laws and things that are being created by certain states and things like that that clearly are targeting certain groups of our society that are keeping us out of the game, keeping us out of the wealth race, keeping us in jail and in prison for these small things. Like, that's like a shit in the face and that's just disrespectful. And somebody should be slapped. I just don't know who to slap, but I think we should start with Congress.
2: Start slapping everybody in fucking Congress. We start there. I think you got to understand that most of these jails and prisons that these people are in are for-profit prisons. So they're making $150 a day around to have somebody in there. So the fact that they're not coming out, you have to follow the money at the end of the day, right? And if all these people are making tons of money and not only making money off of that, they're getting paid by corporations to use their prisoners as workers, essentially. So... Right. That's the main reason people aren't getting released, right? I mean, they're in there, so you might as well make money off of it. I mean, it's crazy to believe. but Can I mention this real quick?
1: I know it's not drugs, and we was on drugs, but let's just talk about, like, firefighters. Because this was something I was just reading a couple weeks ago, and it blew my mind how when some of these prisons, they're using the inmates to go out and fight fires and things like this. Only for the inmates to get out and can't apply for firefighter job. They can't go out to the fire station and go, hey, I was in jail the past six years. For four of those six years, I was a part of the academy in jail and we was a part of a team that helped actually fight fires. But they're completely ousted out of that because of a criminal record. So what do you mean to tell me like a person who made a mistake and maybe sold a couple packs of marijuana or whatever the fuck they were selling or stole some shit? You mean to tell me that person isn't competent enough to fucking hold a water hose to an enlarged flame? Come on, people, get fucking real. Get fucking real. But that's wrong. And this is what we're talking about. It's like how can you allow these people to fight fires and then when they get back into quote unquote the free world? it's like they're no longer allowed to do what they just did in jail. And what if that individual developed a passion for fighting fires and decided to change their life around behind fighting fires and decided, the moment I leave here, I'm going to go to the fire academy, I'm going to do the right thing because I really found a new passion in jail fighting fires. You're now taking that individual and taking that away from them, thus spinning them back into a criminalistic behavior. That person's not a criminal. It's just... You put all of us in tough spots, and let's see what happens. Just like, there was a video of a white woman stealing out of a Rite Aid, and a black man caught her, right? And the black man held her down like some citizen's arrest type shit until the cops came, whatever. It was all on film. It was like, now, is that lady a criminal? Probably not. Are we in hard times in America? And she thought she could get some easy come up at right Aid? She'd have had a dollar? Probably so. You get me? But I'm not willing to crucify that lady and say she's a bad person. She no longer can participate in our society, which brings me up to my next point. If we're going to start doing this to people and saying that they no longer can participate in certain aspects of our society because of mistakes that they've made, fine. They should have a lifetime tax relief. If they no longer can participate in the system, they should be. Relieved from all duties within that system as well. They shouldn't be allowed to pay taxes. If you're gonna take away their right to vote, why am I paying taxes on the things that I can't even utilize? It just doesn't make sense. So the shit is so intertwined, as I always say. For me, at least, these things be intertwined, and we need people to focus on certain aspects of it. But we could never lose sight of how all this shit is connected. It's like fingers on the same hand. It's, It's one palm with different fingers, and that's just how this shit is, man. This shit is. Like I I called it in the first episode fucking disgusting. And any American that is proud to be an American that can't call it how it is, you're fucking disgusting, it. And you're a liar because you don't want to see it for what it is. God
0: bless. I definitely think you make some very interesting points there. Touched on a lot of different things. It makes sense. And the reason why we're talking about this is because the war on drugs affects the black community. The black community in 2020 is still being affected by all the laws that were put into place in the 1970s, 1960s, 1950s, before then and after then. And we think the war on drugs is one of those laws and some of those policies that affect why the black community are in the situation that they're in and why we're still facing some of the issues that we're facing today. That's why we're talking about the war on drugs. And we haven't overcame that yet. Politicians need to go back and revise fix some of those laws that they put into place. There shouldn't be extra sentences for war on drugs. There should be extra sentences for getting caught with drugs. Marijuana, you still still getting long prison sentences for marijuana, for cocaine, when we know that's all in everybody's communities. Everybody's doing them, but only time it really hurts somebody is when a black person gets caught with that type of stuff. Nobody should be in jail for 30, 40 years for drug distribution. And you got some people in jail for murder and they get out before people who sell the drugs, which brings us to our next topic. Let's talk about the 1994 Bill Clinton, what many people call the mass incarceration bill. That's not technically what it's called, but let's talk about that signed in 1994 by Bill Clinton. This law clearly is called the three strikes law. It's the crime bill that he signed in 1994. What do you guys think about that bill and how that has affected African Americans in today's society
1: are hey, all boy Joe Biden helped write. I mean Joe Biden, I'm sorry, Joe Biden. Yeah, <laughs>
0: definitely
1: not Joe Budden. He's doing his shit. Joe Biden, y'all boys, Joe Biden helped write that bill. I'm just throwing that out
0: there. No. You saying Joe Biden's gonna break that bill?
1: No, no, no. He helped write that bill.
0: Oh he definitely helped to write. it. He, he helped
1: create the bill. He helped push that shit through. He's been a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit, too. All of them are pieces of shit. And at the end of the day, we should not let no one fucking this fucking old run the country. They could barely even fucking drive a car and run their own health at this age. We are sick in America.
0: God yes. Bless. Let's just go over some details about what the bill actually did. 90% of people in prison too long are in state prison and local jails because of this bill. The bill included $8.7 billion for prison construction for states that enacted truth and sentencing laws. Which required people convicted of violent crime to serve at least 85% of their sentences. The law issue was the sweeping Violent Crime Law Control and Law Enforcement Act of 1994, which provided funding for tens of thousands of community police officers and drug courts, banned certain assault weapons, and mandated life sentences for criminals convicted of a violent felony after two or more prior conventions including drug crimes. The mandated life sentences were known as the three strikes provision. That's very interesting. So he's saying that you sell drugs, you get caught twice. The third time you get caught selling drugs, you get mandatory life sentence. How do you think that's still affecting the black community? Because, you know, over 40% of the people in prison are African-Americans.
1: Which is sick, because we don't even make up 40% of the fucking nation. Exactly. (laughs) That's wild in itself. Clearly it's a piece of shit bill, right? I think with the right things in place, I think it would have been effective. Um, I do not think that if someone is out here, like real life career criminal, real life violent offending, real life just out here violating humanity. Hey, listen, you do get a couple chances and you out of here, Jack, but not for life. I just think like, if you out here beating old women, harming children, things like this, you get caught two three time doing this shit, then yeah, you need to go all time out for about 30 years for sure. But for selling pounds of marijuana, like, it is what it is. Like, you can sit here and go, that's wrong. That Hey, listen, if the shit was so wrong, earth wouldn't grow it. That's first and foremost, okay? <laughs> you gotta mix shit to fucking get alcohol that everybody blindly consumes. And that shit's wrong, right? Like, it's wrong to your body. You know what I mean? This shit just grows. So, it's clearly, man, the law is bullshit. Clearly, it's affected families still to this day. Like, there's a lot of People in jail that are in jail because of that, but just to think that you're gonna lock people up for mistakes after two times, like, come on, man! Like, how many times have we made more than two mistakes and like three mistakes and like, like, let's just be honest, like, all them politicians, how many mistakes have they made? You guys have just found the right ways to do the wrong shit, but y'all not slick. That's it. And it's sick. Or just come out and say what it is. Like, I'm sick of all the back and forth fucking tennis racket fucking political matches. Come out and tell the truth in 2020. You don't like niggers. You want us all in jail or enslaved because we dribble, sing, dance, rap, act better than 90% of the fucking planet. And you're jealous of that. And you don't never want us to be equal because you realize even when it's equal, we're still going to be unequal because of our natural ability. doesn't mean we're superior. We're just a little bit more saucy. That's it but I don't like the bill. It's clearly stupid. It's retarded. It was a mistake. And we want to sit around and praise Bill Clinton because he played a fucking saxophone. Well, then he started playing a harmonica. So we should have known he was bogus when he made that switch. But you guys want to say, oh, he's the first black president? Oh, You see how gullible our people have been in the past? First of all, this, no. What the fuck? Because he played a saxophone and he gives you a fist pump and he talks like he's down with black people? but this motherfucker is the same motherfucker that created this bill. You can say what you want about Trump. I don't support him, but you can say what you want about the guy. At least you know he's against you. I can respect somebody that at least I know where you are on the field. You're on the other side. I know to stay clear of you. I know to watch out for you. I know you do not have my best interests at all. People like Bill Clinton and Joe Biden and all these people, they snakish and they pander to black people when behind closed doors, they create shit like this Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act, which is, I guess, was the proper
0: name of it. Stupid shit. Definitely. And I think when they signed that bill, they knew it would affect African-Americans the most. Because African-Americans were the one who were out selling drugs or out committing crimes because of the situation that they were in. So you put a bill like that into play, you're putting a bill knowing that who going to affect the most. And they probably won't tell you that, but you had to know that they knew they would affect African Americans the most. Bill Clinton comes out in 2015 and apologizes for this bill, but a black community is not gonna accept this apology. You didn't reverse the bill. And one reason why you probably apologize, because you're probably trying to get your wife elected as president, Hillary Clinton. So to support her, he had to come out and apologize. And Hillary Clinton says she was gonna fix everything that that bill affected, but we know that probably wasn't true as well. She so was just saying whatever it was to get the black vote. How you feel about the bill, mass incarceration means?
2: It's pretty obvious that it's it's terrible and obviously aimed at a certain segment of people, and it's still affecting them to this day when African-Americans make up 30% of the U.S. population, but 60% of the prison population. I mean, that should turn your head instantly, right? I mean, there's more white people on welfare than anyone else, but they're not in prison. Those are the numbers that I see, and I look at them, I'm like, you got to know something's wrong there, or the fact that, United States makes up 5% of the world population, but over 20% of the world prison population. Maybe all of America is gangsters and thugs, man. I mean, that's what it looks like when you look at those numbers. We're supposed to be the land of the free, but no one's free. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. The land of free illusions, because the illusion is free. Because it <laughs> you the illusion for free
1: now. Mm-hmm. Clearly, it's garbage.
0: Definitely, definitely, garbage. It's still affecting us today. And just to put it more in context, the reason why we're going over these things because the systematic structure of America has put Black people in a hole that they haven't been able to get out of. And when you instill all this white supremacy, police brutality, all these other judicial systems, structures that affects African Americans, this is the reason why we still can't get ahead and that leads to a situation that we're in now where you see george floyd inside of a liquor store paying for what a counterfeit twenty dollar bill probably because he didn't have the money but is that
1: what happened? Because I'm so ignorant to the details of it because I'll be so busy. And I know that sounds wild, but it's so much of this shit happens so much that spiritually I do kind of got to keep myself at bay a little bit because it does affect me and I do really feel it. So I try not to get into the details. Just like I told you, I still haven't even seen the video. I don't even like watching that type of shit because I go crazy. But yeah. so is that what happened? He got caught with a counterfeit 20. Okay.
0: Yeah. So the reason for this whole state of America... I got with counterfeit money too. It
1: is what it is. It is what the fuck it is. Now, rather than sit th- now, I'm not going to justify George Floyd the same way I'm not going to justify when I was caught with counterfeit money. It is what it is. But we need to look at what makes a person want to turn to counterfeit money. At the end of the day, let me tell you about the thought process behind somebody with counterfeit money. We work for money we do crime for money the thought process behind it is why harm somebody why rob steal, and kill when i could just go get the fake shit and get it off that's just the thought process behind it right right wrong or indifferent it is what it is but rather than harp on the fact that he had a counterfeit money maybe we should start looking at cases of people with counterfeit money come and highlight someone like me right and let's figure out why do people turn to this let's stop being a nation that reacts to wrongdoing and be a nation that puts in measures that's preventative things. This is why I say I don't trust any of these people because if you really cared and loved about us so much the way you do and all your fucking college degrees, you should be as smart as you claim you are. Clearly, you would know that you put in preventative measures before people even reach these places to be incarcerated or to be apprehended by the police and things like that. You don't even let them get there. Society needs a complete restructure on how we live, how we communicate. The structures of our cities, everything is designed to combat against the human behavior, human natural behavior. It is what it is. But I didn't know that he got caught with a counterfeit 20. But to lose your life over counterfeit anything is crazy. Not when these motherfuckers in Washington is just printing this shit. Do you get what I'm telling you? It's like the country was already in debt and the corona happened and y'all could just fucking come up with trillions of dollars out of nowhere. How? Tell me how, why, when, where. Or is that counterfeit money? It's just, since you guys are the government and you're printing the
0: fake shit, it's okay. Fucking hypocrites. God bless. You. Yeah, so just to backtrack a little bit, the reason for this whole series, the reason for this State of America series, the reason why America's in a state that it's in, George Floyd, an individual from Houston who had moved to Minnesota, went inside of a liquor store in Minneapolis, tried to pay with a $20 fake bill. The cashier recognized it was fake. Cashier called the police on George Floyd. The police came. They apprehended him, arrested him, took him to the squad car. They said once he got inside the squad car, he started resisting arrest. They put him out of the squad car, and then they proceeded to detain him. Three officers held him down. One officer had his knee on his neck. For about eight minutes, George Floyd ended up passing away, dying. And that's the reason why we're in the state of America that we're in right now because somebody paid with a fake $20 bill, counterfeit 20 and that goes back to systematic structure. If a white person paid with a fake $20 bill, do you think that they would have called the cops on them or they would just let them walk away? I actually seen a story where a white lady tried to pay with a $10 fake bill. She didn't know it was fake. Cashier told her it was fake, told her how she could know it was fake. She went back, put the $10 bill on her refrigerator. Ironically, She found out what happened to George Floyd, and she did a video about it. And she told everybody what happened when she tried to pay with a fake $10 bill. So it's a difference. Definitely a white and black thing.
2: Man, you want to talk about systematic things. Until people can't make money off of other people's failures and demise, then you're going to have a problem. Because obviously we've shown that we don't care what's happened to other people. It don't matter as long as it's not affecting you. Until you can't make money off of someone being in jail, off of someone getting arrested for nothing, then you're still going to have a problem. And that's, to me, where it starts.
0: Definitely. So that goes back to what we were talking about yesterday, right? All these donations, all these corporations sending out money, but you got to use that to reform structure, systematic structure, the prison structure, because they're making money off prisoners. That's a billion-dollar industry. When that prisoner make a phone call, somebody's getting paid for that. When that prisoner's eating the food that's in jail, somebody's getting paid for that. So there's different type of things you got to go back and redo when you look at the whole systematic structure.
1: Speaking of the word structure just brings me to just the, and once again, I just want to apologize because I know I'll be all over the place with my thoughts, but it just brings me to so many places. But when like you say structure, it just makes me think of like the structure of our cities and how that is designed to work against human behavior. Even the damn structures of our cities. And it's easy for people to go, well, what's wrong with our structures and cities? Okay, let's just think about this in like pipes and water and things like this move in circle fashion. They move in a certain fashion. All of our things is built in what? Blocks. What do you say? I'm going up the block. I'm going up the block.
0: The corner. Yeah. yeah.
1: That is a poor fucking design. Now maybe if the people in nineteen thirty started was right, I can't blame the people in nineteen thirty. They was doing what was best for nineteen thirty, but goddamn it, we could fucking fly fucking planes over fucking things and get a fucking three D map of land and our technology is crazy. So the fact that we ain't even start redesigning certain cities, now obviously it's gonna to be tough to do it to major and established cities, but there's no shortage of land here in the states to start new cities, to start new counties and new things. Clearly this shit hasn't worked. It's the structural design of even cities that creates other things. The structural design of schools, the structural design of companies sitting in cubicles, the structural design of these things works against the very nature of who all of us are as humans. And I think the scientists know this type of information, but they're getting a Big government contract to keep these type of things hidden. So it's important for the American people to just pick up a book, do some research, do your own homework on the things that I'm saying. Because
0: if it wasn't no truth to it, I wouldn't be saying it. But God bless. Maybe we could take some of that money and restructure the cities. There's a lot of money being donated, a lot of money being passed around. Let's restructure some cities. Let's restructure the system.
1: The first, because I meant to mention this on last show. Y'all want to talk about all this shit for black people. You know how I know y'all faking, full of shit? All of you motherfuckers. Black people included. You motherfuckers. Motherfuckers been screaming about Flint, Michigan. For how long? For how long have people been screaming about Flint, Michigan? Then people still ain't got water, dog? Water? But Apple got a new fucking popping-ass campus that got all type of tech dope shit. We can't take for I ain't saying Apple to pay for it, but I'm just saying, like, clearly the technology is out there to get shit done and design. We can't even get these people new pipes and clean pipes to have clean water? Don't tell me how much you care when we've been... Flint probably still don't have no water right now. As we recording this, they still don't have no water. So how much do you really care? Water, dog? You can live without food. Let's see how long you go without water. Clean water. You can't fucking take a shower. You can't brush your teeth. The basics of necessities. like You can't even go fucking clean your fruit off. This is crazy to me. So, don't sit here and act like you care so much, you politicians, you leagues. Listen, Cal Kuzma comes from Flint, Michigan, right? So, if the fucking Lakers care so much that you care about your boy that play on your team. Fucking give him fucking a $2 million and match it with two men and say, hey, Cal, listen, you put up two, we put up two to go help some fucking work. Let's get this shit cleaned up for your hometown. How much do you motherfuckers really care? Yeah. You care only when it's cool, you care when it's convenient. All you motherfuckers, black, white, Mexican, there's a lot of fucking opportunities, and they're not down with the movement, they're only down with the moment, and we can see it, and you guys are full of shit. God bless.
0: Yeah, they said that that's been going on since 2014, about six to 12,000 people have been affected, it's still going on to this present day, so... That makes it very so good. How much do
1: you really care about the condition of black folk? Before y'all start donating all this money to all these different causes, go fucking donate a huge bag to the city of Flint, Michigan and to the families there, right? Jordan, take the first year of your 10 million and give it all to Flint, Michigan. How about that? How about this? Something that's real that we know is an issue, something that we can apply now, something that these people need now, this affects black, brown people in that community, just poor people in that community. Clearly, these people really don't give a fuck. Like, clearly, they really don't give a shit. They only care because they're forced to care. Nobody's at work, nobody can be distracted with the meaningless jobs that they try to distract us with. Great tactic, the gig is up. Everybody's got a little bit of money. Motherfucker still ain't sent me a check, so you better get it right people are at their point this is the only reason why you people are paying this shit any attention because let's be honest if i slap the nba on right now we forget about it if i make an announcement about fucking jay-z performing at the barclays tonight we're gonna forget about it if anything happens of cultural importance we will forget about this whole shit in a matter of 72 hours right so probably shorter than that with the short fucking attention span fuck i'm gonna go 48 this is what it is So, don't throw your money anywhere. Throw it at specific things. Somebody come out and say, Yeah, I'm going to donate $5 million to Flint, Michigan to help with the pipes and the systems down there. And I'm going to hire my own team of engineers to go down there and explore the problem and see what's going on. If you really care, because it's to my belief that even though you may not have all the information and knowledge, no one man or woman does. But with true compassion in your heart, That love and compassion for other human life will lead you to find creative answers and solutions. But with the absence of compassion, you will never even try to figure out a solution. You get what I'm telling you? Like, if you love something or someone, you're going to figure it out. Struggling parents across the world, they figure it out for their children every day because that love and compassion for them is so strong, they're going to figure this shit out. And most of the time, they do. And so these people are just full of shit. Go give some money to Flint, Michigan, if you really want to make me happy. I'm not fucking thrilled by y'all throwing money at these donations. I don't believe in this shit, none, to be honest with you. And the American public shouldn't believe in this shit, none. Not until we fucking get water to Flint, Michigan. Clean water. And as a way to say sorry, we should fucking really just get them and all the people in that community a big stimulus, but only for people in that community. Right. Kind of restart certain things that they've had to deal with. I don't know what that would look like. But don't tell me that it can't be done. This corona shit has proved that y'all can do a lot of shit.
0: A lot of different things so, that we didn't know we could
1: let's do. Let's figure out the situation in Flint, Michigan. That's also a part of America and
0: black lives and all this shit. The Black Lives
1: Matter movement should be down there.
0: You could definitely take that as an example, right? All these donations being passed around. I don't even think that you need a donation for that. I think that's just something that's an American crisis and you need to get them clean water, but take a basketball team like Detroit, take a football team like the Michigan Wolverines. You have all type of teams right there in the state of Michigan and Detroit Lions. Why can't they collectively come together and donate money to Flint to solve that water crisis? That's a perfect example how you can collaborate to help a black community, but they've been without clean water since 2014. Owners, and
1: not to say that they're racist. They might be, they might not be. I don't know these people, but they're white owners. And so naturally they're going to be a bit, especially if they don't come from the culture in any type of way or fashion. Like, These are privileged people who've been white and rich their entire existence. They don't know nothing else. So they might know it's a problem, but it just might not be in their realm enough to know it's a real issue. But imagine if we had our own sports teams and our own sports leagues. You don't think the black owner of the Detroit Lions or the Detroit Tigers or whoever else is out there wouldn't look at the situation and feel something in their heart. Because when they look at them people, they're going to see their mother, their father, their brother, their sister. It's just what it is. You're going to look across and see people that look just like you. You're more than likely going to hop on the phone and be like, hey, how can we help this out? I don't expect rich white owners to do that. They're so, most of them, not all of them, because there are some that understand it. But most of them, they don't come from hard work. They don't come from you really have to struggle for years until you was able to figure it out. Like, they don't come from that. They come from shit. I'm privileged. I got a trust fund. This is what it is. And so... It's not their responsibility. We look at it like it should be, but that's almost like a high moral social obligation that we place upon them. But when we're talking business and private businesses, at that, there's no mandate in business that forces companies to donate their hard-earned profits to any cause outside of what they do
0: business-wise.
1: So it is what it is. But,
0: but you would think that it should be something, it, right? You got it these. Should, you got African back to what I
1: said about the human compassion and the heart you got all this money, you might look at a situation like, yeah, I don't know how to fix it, but I got an extra $10 million lying around that I could throw here for it, but I don't know the answers, but hire some people and I'll pay for it and let's figure it out. But the compassion in your heart, if you don't have the compassion, you're not going to lend your brain effort to it. That's just what it is. And so these people don't have the real compassion in their heart, even with what's happening with George Floyd now. They don't have it. It's just they have to make a statement because they don't want to be like the oddball out. It's like, oh, you didn't make a statement? Oh, we're... come on, man. Like, they not going to fuck up their bottom line. They know what they're doing, and they know how much spending money that blacks have. We just need to stop spending with these motherfuckers and watch for
0: happened. Yeah, I think that was a very good example. You got all these African-Americans spending their hard earned money, on their teams, but those teams can't help give back to a city who's in need of clean water. That's a perfect example of the reason why African-Americans are still in the situation that they are in. Nobody comes to their aid. And you see it as a perfect example as in Flint, Michigan. Great conversation. I want to thank you guys for joining me on this series. It's been a great series. Anything you want to tell the people before we wrap up this State of America series? Anything else? Man, I don't know, be better, man. Better. <laughs> we definitely, We definitely need to be better. We got to do better. I mean, you got valuable lives at stake here. We're really trying to get information out to the public to help you guys understand that the state of America is in a bad situation. Last question, though, where do we go from here? I think that's a good way to wrap things up. Where do we go from here? What do you guys see? You think this is just a movement? You see real change coming?
2: Man, this isn't a one day fix, a one year fix. I mean, this, it, it took years to build this all up. It's gonna take years to build it all down and then rebuild it again. I guess my one word advice is like, don't get bored with it, I guess, like stay on it. Cause it's gonna be a long, long, long-term solution. It's not something that's gonna be fixed right away and our attention spans are so short. So I guess.
0: I think we need to burn it all to the ground, build it back up the right way.
2: I mean, you know, all of it, but some of it for sure needs to be started over, man. I mean, got to fix the problems. And like I said, until you can't make money off of someone else's demise, then you're going to have an issue. I want to leave the people with this for something to think about. For all the people who build homes and contractors and things like that, you definitely
1: feel me on this. But the tools needed to build a home isn't the same tools that's used to tear that home down, period, point blank. And so we've been using the same tools to try to fix the issue, but at the end of the day, it's a whole different tool that is required right now. And it's been required. And so if we keep trying to slap band-aids on things and these quick fixes and never really get to the root of things, you see, like if the house that we're all living in blows over or something happens to it, the insurance company gonna come check out that foundation. What's going on with that foundation at that house? Let's look at the root of this shit. Let's check out the foundation first. Not saying it is the foundation, but let's check that out first. Mm-hmm. This is the basis of it. The foundation of everything great needs to be strong, of every team, of every friendship, every relationship. It is what it is. You go out to the club and go meet a girl on a one-night stand, and you might find love out of that, but chances are that you're not. That's a strange foundation. But you spend some time with a girl, and you get to know her over the course of a couple of years, and y'all date, and y'all hang out, and y'all really moving it slow. You guys are honestly, genuinely friends first, and then you choose to move into a relationship. Watch your relationship and your bond be 10 times stronger as someone who try to go get a quick fix from the club on one night. And so we have to look at the foundation of these things. The foundation is fucked up, but if we keep going in the same fashion that we're going in, we're not going to get nowhere. It's to my belief that the creation of laws and all these things, listen, when like, you create a law, it's because you're afraid that people is getting out of line somewhere, somehow. People follow natural laws within themselves. It's only when you create a society that is fucking sick. And is sick to the mind. You want to know why everybody got all these mental issues right now? And we ain't going to speak on mental health. That's something else. Maybe I'll tackle it on before I get canceled. But you know why everybody is so sick mentally right now and anxiety and all this shit? It's not the people. People, you're not sick. You're okay. The environment that we are brought in is contradictory to the human spirit. Period, point blank. And we forget that it's mind, body, and soul, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, the Holy Trinity. Not to be religious, but this is a nation that's supposed to be filmed with biblical principles. So when I say these things, it shouldn't alarm anyone. This is what our nation is supposed to be built on top of. So it makes sense that when your mind is fucked up, your heart fucked up and all these other things, it's like the people are not sick. The environment is fucking sick and the people are trying their hardest to understand why this environment is making them sick and they feel like they're sick. No, people, you're not sick. You're not going crazy. You just identify with what the fuck is going on sick in the world. And individually, we might not have the power or the intelligence to be okay, but collectively we will be. I just hope that the people listen to this. I really hope that they at least get some thought provoking from it. I think if they really listen to it and do their own Googles, I think they can take a lot from what we did with these episodes. But yeah, I'm not gonna say God bless America, because if I was God, I wouldn't bless America right now. You don't <laughs> deserve a blessing, period. Monty
0: out. Thank you guys, thank you guys, thank you guys. I hope all the viewers out there really got something from these episodes the current state of America, we tried to touch on a little bit of everything. I know we did it a little bit backwards. We got on systematic structure on the last episode. We really wanted to do that one last because that's the root cause of all this problem, all these problems that we always face, that we're currently facing, that we probably still going to face moving forward. There's still a lot of stuff that we gotta handle in order to move forward, but hopefully this situation African-Americans, Latinos, all the minorities come out of situations situation well off. We sorry it has to be at the expense of somebody's life like George Floyd. We want to send our condolences to his family, to his friends, everybody affected by some type of police brutality, some type of racism, discrimination. We try to cover all that in these episodes. We talked about racial divide, police brutality. We talked about the riot and the looting. We talked about how the NBA or how sports can help promote what's going on right now or help put an end to what's going on right now. And we don't know if the NBA should come back. We don't know if the sports should come back. We try to touch on the state of prison, mass incarceration, why everything needs to be reformed. We want to thank you guys. I know this is a sports podcast, Cows Talk Sports, but it's something that we really wanted to do. I want to thank Ryan Noons. I want to thank Lamont, Couch Talk Sports, State of America, Episode 3. We out.